All right, guys, it's the Toonworks podcast. Woo. It is? Yep. Hello there. Well, that can only mean one thing. That means Casey McDonald, Mark Sch- Sch- Schneider. Schneider? Schneider, Warbler Master. And for the first time on a Toonworks podcast, Christopher Bo. Howdy ho. You can finally talk about the series that you helped work on. Yes. Don't forget Joseph Blanchett. Oh, you were, yeah, and me, uh, I'm the host. Um, oh. Yeah, Chris, we didn't have you on during the Minecraft one, even though you animated that one, so sorry. I was, I was AWOL doing work. <laughs> I was at that one, which is really weird, because I had nothing to do with that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, most, of that, most of that podcast was like, yeah, you guys did a good job. Here's about stuff that we're, we've all been doing. <laughs> um, so, as we record this, episode three is not done. Um, it is Mark right now is working gross. on the sandworm chase scene, and uh, yes. I hope you guys like that because we're all pretty excited. But I, ho- I hope it didn't get left in the cutting room floor after I. <laughs> yeah, I hope we didn't cut that <laughs> after um <laughs> after it was done. Um, but, I think it's gonna be the standout of the movie. Yeah, and, uh, Casey's finishing up one small scene, and then I'm finishing up the last of the the, the sandworm chase, and then as after we that, this we think the movie's about about a week and a half out. Yeah, or maybe a little bit less. So, um, yeah, but you'll have already seen it. So, what yeah. Do you so, think? I hope you hope everyone enjoyed it. Um, let's talk about the creation of this beast. Oh my gosh! Okay. So first off, we didn't start animating it after the Minecraft tune. We were or right or after episode what were two. We, doing? we were writing it. Well, yeah, I think during we the Minecraft tune, we were doing um script writing for episode three. Yeah. And like we, we started that almost immediately after episode two was done. Yeah. It took a while, though. I remember it took a while to get at what episode three was going to be about. Yeah, this one was a little tricky. Because we thought it was going to be easy. I remember we thought it was going to be really easy going into it because we were like, oh, well, because we knew it. Um, um, I don't know what it was going to be about originally, but I remember the, the idea of it being on a desert planet kind of thing mm-hmm. was... Uh, was something we came up with later. Like, it wasn't yeah. one of the original ideas. very first idea for the introduction of Rutu was a lot simpler. It was him trying to commit suicide in an elevator because oh, he yeah. was happy with the job. And the entire movie basically took place in this elevator where Quentin, like, talked him out of it and reprogrammed him to be happy instead of sad. And that was the entire movie. <laughs> Actually, we should go back a little before that because the original we this is a character we've had since the beginning of the the idea of the series, and we've had a couple different ideas of how to introduce him. We originally wanted to have Quentin like find this robot, right? Uh, and uh, he's gonna kill himself, and then to stop him from killing himself, he puts. I think one of the original ideas was he, he finds like a bunch of defective chips brain chips or whatever, he's going to put that into it and make him super hyper and he wreaks havoc on the ship and then eventually he gets knocked in the head again. Oh, yeah, he was going to go, he was a cleaning robot so we yeah. had him where he goes on a cleaning spree in the ship and starts disrupting stuff. Which might end up being an episode later. Like he gets Certainly, overloaded. Yeah. So we, spoiler alert. Idea. Yeah, we can do a short, <laughs> we can do a short or whatever where he goes... He goes berserk. Yeah, because we're gonna have. Crazy. Remember, I had the scene where they they end up in the lunchroom. Like they're gonna they were gonna promote Quentin. Although this already happened in episode two, but this is like back in episode one. We thought of this plot where 
they're going to promote Quentin Quasar or something because he he programmed a robot and humans <laughs> like program things. What? And so like he uh, humans with computers. What? He's in like the first class the first class restaurant and they they promote him and imagine promoting him. Route two breaks in and is on a frantic cleaning spree and like can't stop and he's like killing people or something and like they're like hiding and they're like hiding behind tables you know and like Quentin is just like I've got an idea and they starts a food fight and just, just makes a mess of everything and then uh, Route two's cleaning sensors got over overloaded and it caused him to like explode or something and so they demoted quentin right after that because of the mess but of course since he had been promoted it just put him right back in the same position so that was kind of the original idea i'm imagining i'm imagining the jokes that could have been uh, done with that one like rutu stares at a gas is like this person has three billion species of e coli living in his colon must clean <laughs> open wide <laughs> we might still do stuff like that yeah, later so, so that end how did it evolve from that to being stranded on a desert planet? I don't know. So I completely oh, forget. I, I, I blame me and my insatiable Dune rants. No, it was before you, do, before you were on board. Yeah, oh, okay. you to do a Dune episode. I think that's why you added the, the whole sandworm bit. I, yeah, I think, Casey, you came up with the original idea, and we were like, yeah, we're okay with that. That sounds good. I think it was... The, um. I have this, this, whenever we write a new episode, I'm always just like, that's just, just not exciting enough. You know, like, uh, and I don't mean to say that we need to have action and stuff in it, but I know, like, a we've had... A lunch room? That's boring. They should <laughs> go to a desert planet. Well, in, um, well, in episode two, it was the same thing. You know, we had the idea about them being in the, the lunchroom, the cafeteria, having the inspection there. And I was like, this just isn't interesting enough. So we decided, yeah. let's take, let's go to the engine room. Let's have we'll the get ins- that lunchroom in there eventually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, uh, what was, um... <laughs> No, I remember one of the jokes in the, the original because they were in an airlock in one of the ideas and they were gonna, he was going to eject himself at the airlock and Quentin had to stop him. And like this is back when Wonders had like it's like we didn't really have I don't know how to explain it. Well, I'll just say the joke because then it'll, t- it'll tell you how Wonders kind of used to be in our heads. Is that they Quentin talks about killing himself and they come out of the, the airlock and he's just like, I have such a new perspective on life. I want to be a good worker and I'm not going to kill myself. And Quentin goes, well, that's a good thing because because you see, because now you saved me and this basket of puppies, and there's like a basket <laughs> or the escalator with or whatever it was. Um, it used to be a lot more wacky. Uh, that, that of course didn't happen. Um, and then, like, like keeping grounded in a little bit of reality. I think we it's, we wanted Quentin and Rutu by themselves. Yeah, and uh, them getting stranded on a uh, planet. Well, the idea of inside just an airlock. And left behind is a lot more interesting too. Mm. You know, like if, if you look at this as like a three-episode arc from the first one to this one, um, like the ship finally goes on its maiden voyage and they get left behind is a really cool idea. So the original concept was going to be more about Quentin and Rutu trying to survive on this planet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and Topia. And like Rutu was crazy from the start, and Rutu starts going kind of more and more crazy. And we had some pretty funny bits about. Him like losing his mind and proclaiming himself the mayor of Quintopia. And, yeah, uh, I, was, uh, I, was, I like the idea of like the two of them being like they form a government of just the two of them. Yeah, and they're like, trying to like cooler. pass like, yeah, pass, like, like a... laws. Like you can't pass laws. Uh, I'm gonna call a vote. What? You can't call a quorum. Something like that. Yeah, and they have like a, a, a parliament of rocks or something. <laughs> and uh, this is one joke we I just loved where they had um, at the end of the episode they had the uh, chocolates that he tried to yeah, get Nova. Yeah, this was... So, we'll so um, 
Yeah, go ahead. A crazy Sorry. Quentin would go, oh, Rutu, buddy, we're running out of food. Oh, no, it was Rutu who takes the, the chocolate, plants well, it, it in the sand, pours their was... only bottle of water on it, and goes, there, now we'll have a chocolate tree. <laughs> and um, Quentin's like, you idiot! You're banished from Quintopia! <laughs> um, but the problem we ran into with this is... We had no story. It was just a bunch of little jokes, and we didn't know what what character development we were going to have in this episode. And yeah. we had it where Rutu was depressed, and then Quentin reprograms him to be happy. And we're like, are we sending the right message where he's, where he's just switching a flip and it's changing his personality to like his job? But that kind, mean, it kind of goes against what we're trying to do. Switching, yeah. a, switching a flip? He said switching a flip right there. <laughs> That's a racial slur against my half-breed race, my the Filipinos. You said, are we saying the right message by switching a flip? Oh, sorry. Um, are we saying the right sentence? I don't know. I'm no, half offended ahead, by that. Go ahead, though. Go ahead. Sorry. Is a racial term? Yeah, it's a derogatory term for Filipinos, a flip. Oh, oh, I did not mean that. Learn something every day on the Toonworks podcast. Yeah. <laughs> the more you slurs. know... I was saying, like, is that the right message you want to show? Yeah, yeah. And um, we're like, no. Yeah, it it didn't have... Well, because that was one of the things is that we, we're going to have him reprogram Route 2, and Route 2 is just going to go crazy. Because remember, he's going to make him, like... um. Oh, remember the joke where Route 2 goes nuts and starts trying to clean the entire desert planet? Yeah, he fills oh, yeah, up yeah. his, uh, his um, vacuum bag full of sand, and then he empties it out back in the hole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And that's just what's going on. And then somehow that worked in with, like, the... A lot of that would have been pretty good, too. Um, Quentin like, built, like, like a, a fort. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and, that, and we had the other, jo- the other joke that I really wanted to keep, which was the, um... Where Quentin's like, fine, I'm gonna go off on my own this way. And he goes over a dune, and, he, and they see another um, crashed... Um, yeah, from, like, another ship. Elevator with, like, a skeleton and an old rusted robot <laughs> just deactivated <laughs> out of it. He, like, turns around and is like, never mind. <laughs> yeah, so we realized that we didn't have an ending to this cartoon. And we didn't have a, a character arc. Yeah, um, it would have been neat if, like, we worked in the cleaning to the whole thing somehow. I think that really, really drove it home. Like, looking at what the stuff we're writing for episode four and five, it, you know, like, we're, we've gotten a lot better at it. I wouldn't be surprised if we had to write this episode again, if we, we tied it all into a common theme around, like, you know, well, he's a cleaning droid, so the entire thing, like, like for example, what if they escaped the sandworm by cleaning something, or he's, like, vacuuming, and that's why he's, you know, going along, and Quentin just grabs his back, or, you know, stuff like that. We probably could have done stuff like that, but it's, you know, it is what it is, and it's a good yeah, episode. It's already a pretty tight cartoon it's yeah. probably about eight minutes long uh, i don't know we haven't combined yeah. it yet so <laughs> there's really no room for us for wacky antics yeah we we, had, we cut yeah. a lot of like story stuff out as well sort of we, we mostly cut humor like that's mostly yeah. what got cut out of it was just jokes we, we if, had if this was a longer episode so, if we built it be longer then um yeah like i i honestly think this episode would be a good setup for like a 22 minute episode but we're not doing like, that we wanted we wanted <laughs> To actually include some conflict between Quentin and Rutu. Yeah. Which um, we never really got. Um, couldn't really think of a reason for them to be mad at each other, I guess. Yeah, it was... It was Quentin's just um, pissed that, that he now doomed him on this planet. Yeah. Which was just Legends of the Black Book. Actually, it was... Well, we'll go into that. I'll go into that in a second about how... Like, where this episode kind of comes from in the first place. But, like, uh... 
like a lot of the stuff that got cut in this, it, it, it seems to me that it was mostly stuff where it's like we wanted to we wanted to see the kind of antics would happen if Route Two was mad at Quentin and Quentin was mad at Route Two. Like what could happen and if they were just mad at each other, you know? Mm-hmm. Or like also too, like if he reprogrammed him or Quentin goes crazy. It was like a lot of little things that were just kind of funny on their own, but they had nothing really to do with the overall story. And I think that's what ended up happening. Is we said, you know what? We have a story here. We need to tell this story and not focus on like what we think might be funny, you know, and like go because it was like we were sidetracking a lot. Like the thing about Quentin leaving and then coming back was totally unnecessary and just out of time. Um, the, the thing about like them going crazy again was just like, you know, it, it all was just kind of filler towards what what really happened in the end. And I think by getting rid of all of that, it was like, it was hard to, I remember we argued a lot about it. And in the end, it was just like, you know what, this is a much better, much leaner episode, you know, once we took out all that stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, instead of reprogramming. programming system thing. What's that? I was saying, I still miss that whole po- politics idea thing where the cooler had a vote and it was like two against Quentin. Yeah, I mean, and there's a lot of good stuff there. Maybe we can do kind of a what if ep- uh, short about... What if they were never rescued or something like that? Yeah. Most of those jokes we could put into other episodes. That's the thing. That's the thing about just like jokes that are on their own, that are just we, jokes. We we still need to introduce that character though. Yeah, yeah we will. I, we we'll get to it. But I just had a really cool idea. Like uh, you know how like okay, like a while ago, I don't know if they still do it now. Marvel Comics would have this what if series. Like what if this happened and. <laughs> We could do like, that for wonders. Like, what if they never got rescued? We can do our own <laughs> tales of interest, anthology of interest. Yeah, yeah. For a second there, Chris, you're, you're like, guys, I just had this idea. What if Marvel <laughs> Comics? And I was going to wait for you to go off on this rant, and I was going to go, Chris Poe, everybody. <laughs> so um, instead of, like I said, originally we were going to have Quentin reprogram Rue 2 so he won't be depressed. And so instead we changed that, we uh, turned him into a homing beacon. A homing beacon. Yeah, Quentin just kind of uses him for his own ends. Like, he's yeah. being selfish. He's like, you know what? I don't care about you. I want to get off this planet, and I'm going to use you to do that. And, uh, that's essentially the same thing that Rue 2 did to him. He's like, I don't care about you. I want to go down on this planet. Yeah, this is a... The title of this episode is a Shanghai Dune, which a Shanghai, which um, Casey researched, is when, like, way back when, they would get a person drunk, and when they woke up, they would be on their pirate ship or whatever. Yeah, so, like, oh, just go recruit. Congratulations, you're part of the army of the English Navy now. <laughs> and so it's called Shanghai. <laughs> and um, we thought, it's like, well, Rutu Shanghai's Quentin to go down the planet, and then he shanks high him to, to be a homing beacon, and they're all Shanghaiing each other, left and right. Well, because at the well, the original ending was different too, because it was that they're on the planet, and it turns out that every 24 hours the ship just re- recalls all of its employees right. back in, within its hulls. Um, so Quentin's like, so it turns out they were never in any danger. That was the original idea, yeah, and they, they get warped back. And then like a little bit, their, oh, go but ahead, go the ahead. original the ending was now. was more um, less about Nova and uh, yeah. more about it's like, hey, your property is of the ship, and every 24 hours we just transfer everything back. Yeah. yeah. I remember at one point you wanted to have like the the, the STFU uh, like poke its head down from the sky, like it's on a super long rod, just to talk to them. Hello, we're calling you back to the ship now. Even though they're like all the way across the universe. <laughs> that was probably one of those wacky jokes that was only around for like about a minute and then yeah. <laughs> disappeared. Yeah. So um, uh, we decided to kind of bring Nova back um, mid episode with the Mirage, and because um, it's, it's kind of a thing. 
that that keeps him alive is I want to see Nova again. So she he yeah. sees this mirage, and that somehow evolved into a psychic giant worm. <laughs> well, we were well, thinking about the the dangler fish thing, like yeah. finding Nemo fish, and all that that's stuff. Right. Yeah, yeah. It was originally oh. supposed to be a uh, actually like a dangler that looks just like Nova at the end. Like, it's like a, a hallucinogenic <laughs> or, like, hallucination dangler thing. It, it, a little it, puppet, like a puppet Nova. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it turns into whatever the person wants to see, and then it gets closer and closer to the sandworm mouth, and then that's when it strikes. But then we just yeah. had it be some sort of, like, just mental apparition sort of thing, or possibly just him hallucinating Nova, and he happens to walk into a sandworm yeah. mouth. Yeah, so what... It, it, yeah, it's so a talk about the it, it was, depends if we it depends if we keep the uh, if we kept the uh, the eyeball thing in and we, we, we don't, don't know, know if we have us, go back in time and tell us if we kept the eyeball. <laughs> so uh, once Chris came on board, kind of writing um, and helping us write it and stuff, he uh, he's, he's a big fan of Dune. Huge like, fan oh, man, of Dune. If we're, on a, if we're on a desert planet, we need to have a sandworm. And, um, <laughs> we we argued about that one a bunch. I remember I think what it came down to is I was walking to work. I, I, I was thinking about this all day because we were trying to think. We were talking about this earlier. I was walking to work, and I was just like, you know what? There, we're not going to get another chance to have like the a giant big sandworm. Sand. Yeah, there was because I mean, when are they going to be on a desert planet again? It's not going to happen. If we do it, it's, it's going to be a repetitive. Desert planet and the wonders of the universe. No. We might we might do it again in like a season two. They might go to like a desert planet, but I'm sure it'll be for totally different reasons. Yeah. So I mean, like, it, fighting, <laughs> fighting Theodore Roosevelt. <laughs> so I mean, like, if we if we wanted to do a sandworm at all, this was our only chance, and that's why I was like. And you originally, know what? a sandworm is just gonna kind of pop out of nowhere because uh, early on in the episode, we're gonna have kind of the Dune phrase, uh, "Walk without rhythm." It's like the escape pod gives a warning, like "Remember, walk without rhythm, or you'll attract the worm." <laughs> and uh, we're gonna have Quentin goes crazy. stomping around mad at Rutu, and that attracts a giant worm. But I think that felt kind of... I'm walking without rhythm! Yeah, I'm walking without rhythm trying to stop me! <laughs> and, uh... But, yeah. but all said and done, uh, right as, at the point of animation we are now, who now regrets uh, the choice to keep in the sandworm? I don't think I never did... never did not want the sandworm. Yeah. Yeah, I do not regret the sandworm. We talked a little bit about not having it there because it was a big sequence that maybe you didn't have. Because we, at the time, we yeah. were cutting a lot of other stuff too. Like we were going to yeah. cut so, the crazy Quentin. We were going to cut, you know. Yeah. So I mean, like we didn't know if we wanted to keep it. It was kind so of in every, that same everyone thing. out there uh, in TV land. Um, if you like the sandworm scene, Casey almost took that out for you. <laughs> it was hey, I was ultimately made the decision to keep it. So <laughs> yeah. think, thinking about it, um, I think if if there is a scene to cut. May, perhaps the mirage scene. There, there could have been other ways to segue into the sandworm scene. scene. No. I, I know it's a great scene. I'm saying, like, <laughs> if, if there's anything to that could possibly be modified, the segue from them giving out, like, Quentin, like, just go like, ah, oh, this is useless, up into the sandworm scene. There could have been another thing in there other than the it, mirage. The only thing that that mirage really does, though, is it, it keeps the uh, it's the Nova thing, the Nova again. thing, and yeah, that's yeah. Nova. That's and I think that's a really good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, really I really good wanted thing. Nova to just be in the be in the show more. Like we have expanded the intro scene to include her more. Um, we, you know we, um, we we added her to the ending. As far as the writing goes, this episode was really very much like we had about 30 different ideas for, for what could happen between Quentin and Route 2 in a, in a desert world. And we literally just took like the top three and made those the scenes pretty much. 
um, just because everything else, like there was a lot of good jokes, there was a lot of good sequences, but we just couldn't keep it all. It was just impossible. I think it was going to be like a thirty-minute. It would be the alien transmission. Yeah. Um, but we're, we'll probably keep it, so don't worry. About that. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, that's just kind of a, just a joke, but um, but jokes are good. You just have to be careful what what type of jokes you do. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Episode four, you guys. Like we cut we cut so much stuff, and they were all jokes. <laughs> Episode I was five. like, oh, oh this is God. a joke. You gotta cut it. We yeah. go, it's not a story. Much, I don't want to talk too much about episode four in this, but yeah, when we were writing the final draft for episode four, we it went through two final drafts too because we cut, we went through and literally cut like every single joke because we were afraid of like, we can't we can't spoil it, but we were afraid of yeah. something. So we was like, we gotta water this down, and we showed it to the voice actors, and they were all just like, no, like you guys, this is ridiculous. You need to go back and you need to fix this. So we we took it back and we went ahead and just like took it to the edge and just put all this stuff. <laughs> and back. now we have a sixteen minute episode. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Just just as before we continue with episode three, episode four has been written. It is about one third done, maybe a little less, maybe a little more, give or take. Um, uh, and it and will be out. Short probably within two months after finishing the uh the uh this episode two to three months so you will not have to wait as long to get that plus we'll have the other guys do shorts so that's out of the way let's get back to episode three uh speaking of things only taking a couple months well it's like is that do you have anything else to talk about the actual uh actual story this episode like how do you guys think it turned out I think it turned out pretty good. I was going to say one interesting thing about the story in this episode that is worth noting uh when we originally wrote uh, Wonders of the Universe, right? Like, it was going to be a movie. You guys might remember we talked about this in some of our earlier podcasts. It was going to be a full-length movie a long time ago. And the plot was pretty much... Like, like this episode is pretty much the entire plot of that movie stuffed into, like, ten minutes. Like, literally. They were going to get trapped. They are going to get trapped in a desert world. They are going to they're gonna have to escape. They are going to have to, you know, do all this stuff. And um, that's what it was going to be about. And another thing, too, that's kind of ironic is this episode is pretty much, like, all... Th- all parts of Legends of the Black Book in space, because it's like that was almost the same thing. They were they, these two characters got stranded together because they got teleported away. They had to learn to work together to escape all kinds of madness and eventually save the world. And even in Legends of the Black Book, in the end, it involved a giant chase scene with basically a giant maggot. But it was the same thing. <laughs> so we literally just made Legends of the Black Book in space. We kind of did everything we wanted to do and made yeah. it one episode. Well, remember, this I did not know about. We were yeah. afraid. Um, when you guys were talking about doing wonders, I was kind of worried that it would just become legends again. It's like it's kind of the same thing, both different characters. Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, so yeah. Um, hope you guys enjoyed this. Uh, there was one, actually, no. There was one other scene that was originally in the the movie version of this that we knew. I knew when we started writing episode three, we couldn't put it in there, and I felt really sad because I thought it was like the most genius thing. But like, uh, this is a little PG rated. But like, whenever they um, the elevators and escape pods were originally to be spheres, right? So they got they were down in the sphere on this desert planet. And they're like buzzards and stuff, and they couldn't leave the elevator because there's like seven or eight suns. So if you just left, you just got incinerated. <laughs> so like, they're in the elevator, and they didn't have anything to survive except for like the universal survival kit, which had nothing in it but a bunch of fishing poles and a box of condoms <laughs> or something. Yeah, it had like a box of condoms, a bunch of fishing poles. So it's like, what do we do? And the robots just like, well, if we decide to repopulate the species well, we can do it safely or something <laughs> and they they would like tied the, they like blew up the condoms as balloons and balloons and tied them to the the fishing rods and used them to fish down the buzzards because they could you know like send the up into the, the up into the air like balloons and then like that would be so weird 
<laughs> I thought it was funny. This is my sense of style of humor, everybody. Yeah, this is your you three years ago. <laughs> this is where your head was at. Uh, we we've evolved since then. We evolved. We will have about forty five percent less condom jokes in the future. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so the development process of this episode was almost was just hell, man. It was crazy. Okay, so first off, um, Mark was needed a break. But we still wanted to keep um, we still wanted to keep stuff going with wonders. Like we didn't want to yeah. have a big break. So um, Chris Bow was very nice and said, "Hey, it's like uh, had fun with this Minecraft cartoon." Um, he was very nice. He was very, he was a very, <laughs> was nice, very nice. He was a very nice young man. <laughs> um, he said, "Hey, uh, I'll, I'll do episode three for you." We're like, "Oh, great! You got you, you like Dune? This is kind of a, kind of Dune-ish episode." So. Because they're on a desert planet and stuff. I was all for it. I, I loved the idea of working yeah. on a Dune-esque comic book. Like took, a cartoon. So the oh. first thing we noticed is Chris animates very differently than Mark. Um, yes. It's just a different style. Like, he doesn't put as much... Well, I don't want to go into <laughs> breaking down the style. <laughs> it's a very different style. It. Mark, admittedly, is a better animator when it comes I, I put, to... I put a lot of detail when I go into... To he animal has a lot of detail with... with with individual, like like with especially with Quentin too. Yeah. Yeah, with with the characters, with some of the robots, with with a lot of the the camera effects. It it's really and it, it really comes out of not just animation but style. My style is different than all three of you guys. Yeah. In, yeah. in terms of and, and really all three of you, you guys are somewhat close, but we all have different types of styles, and that deals with like framing and camera movements, animation in general. I like doing a lot of quick zooms, for example. Yeah. You know? We all have that own that own style. <laughs> we don't actually know how well that all fits yet. It's going to be interesting to see that because we haven't combined all the parts yet. We only have each of the uh, uh, each of the scenes animated. We'll you know, sure. finish that before we combine it and turn it into what you guys probably what you guys have probably already watched at home. Um, so if if you notice it seeming like the the style seems to be jumping around, that's why. Yeah, because we, we uh, ended up all animating a little bit, but that's that's spoiler. It's skipping ahead a little bit. But uh, oh, okay, I don't know. But but one thing. Um, Chris did really good as Rutu, and when we started seeing Rutu's animation um, with uh, Chris Niosi's voice, um, it was like, oh wow, this character is so much more animated than we expected, and uh, it, it kind of helped with the personality of Rutu yeah. a whole bunch. I, I, I liked having like the flamboyant moving around, just very active. Yeah. Um, it's thespian oh, type person. It's it's worth noting too um, with the voice actors in this one. It was funny because Motley, well Xander Modis, you'll see him in the credits. He uh, he took a long time to get his lines done. It was a really funny story. Now when I want to tell it because it's funny, but he um like he, we asked him to get the Quentin lines done. It took him forever. He, he like he was he was stuck at like rehearsals or something. I don't remember what was going on. Like I I kept getting the image that he was like up in an auditorium singing it to people. <laughs> I don't know where I where this image comes from now but that's so anyways it's taking forever and he, he finally like the day he got it done and there's a lot of quentin screaming in this episode right so if you listen to the entire file too, yeah he was sick yeah, too yeah. if you listen to the actual file like the full like without any of the edits or the lines taken out of it it's just him like doing the lines for us there's parts where he's like reading it and he goes like what there's more screaming here god damn it guys and it's just like he just started screaming but i guess um next door to him in the other room some people were like 
doing something. They were like trying to sell the place or whatever. I don't know what was going on, but they could hear him screaming in the room. They thought he was, he was like injured or something. So that was kind of a funny story, I guess. Didn't have as much to pay off as I'd hoped. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> it's okay. Are you getting murdered in there? I, I thought it was some sort of like uh, housing inspectors or something like that, just yeah, to like, was, check about yeah. things. It was great listening to his to his the big file that he sent us because he, he's like, oh, screaming, oh, more screaming. Oh, guys, you guys weren't critting. There's a lot of screaming in here. I, I love the uh, dramatic "What have you done?" things like "What have you done?" "What have you done?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he did a great job. Oh, this is kind of a side story back when, uh, like when we started doing Legends of the Black Book Two, which uh, we're sorry about that, guys. But um, <laughs> all three of you that wanted it, <laughs> I was doing uh, I was doing the voices for Slinks for that episode, and when I got done, I went, "Casey, I went over this." Literally every line I have in this movie is slinks. Is me screaming. <laughs> every single one. There isn't a time where I'm not screaming. <laughs> and, if, and then here, episode three of Wonders, I go and write the script, and it's the same thing with Quentin. It's just screaming the entire time. <laughs> Didn't we just do it like in like 32 point font? We just put, ah! Yeah, there's a, there's a point in the script where it's just like... <laughs> Oh so, my gosh! We, we think we got enough. Um, Molly's a, a Motley that we could. He's a trooper for that. So. Another really fun thing to note: um, uh, Chris Neosi, like most of the stuff he does, like on Newgrounds and stuff, he like he tends to play like the angry like teen character, you know, or or whatever. I don't know how to describe it, but he's always like really serious. So he always, he always sounds like Chris Neosi. Yeah, yeah. Like a curbifer. Yeah, he's just I don't you know. He's got like whatever but then like he, he goes and does route two and it's so far different from everything else i've ever heard him do at first i at first i met like i didn't really like his direction with it um i thought it was a little bit too flamboyant but um I oh think, really I, I thought it was i remember we were listening to it and just laughing our butts off i don't know i think i was being time. cynical at the time it's like oh, i can't can't find the right voice for route two because <laughs> well, he did it he, it really helped i think determine how the character acts when we were writing the episode four, I think he, uh, I think he redid, he he redid the lines at one point, I, and I like the second takes a lot better. Okay, okay, yeah. yeah. But, but yeah, it's like the initial test lines we had him do. I was like, I'm not sure about this. Yeah, you know, like the way he ended up with the character really changed. I think how we see him because we were originally going to make it like the 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 silly tree from the original Legend of the Black Book, where it's just it's just silly, just talks it's somewhat high pitched, yeah. and. Then he comes in and, and we finally get it. He does it in like a, a, a very d- dramatic thespian type. Uh, yeah, like he's some kind voice. of like Victorian era butler or something. Yeah, you know? a, little, <laughs> a little bit hedonism bot, a little bit C three PO, um, all rolled in together, and it just worked. It did. It worked for the character. It makes him uh, more animated when when we go to animate him. It changed the way we want to write him for the next episodes, writing in different types of jokes and yeah. and and basically how we we write him is that we'll we'll jump into character and just say something in a high pitched voice like that, and if it's funny, <laughs> we write it into yeah, the, um, the line. Uh, the term friend Quentin. Oh, wasn't that me? Was a, was um you know, obviously born in this episode, and it became like whenever Rutu talks to Quentin, he's like, "Oh, friend Quentin." Just go on adventures, friend Quentin, and like that kind of helped define the character. Well, yeah. I forget where that came from. Wasn't we? Were, we were, I remember it was like a writing session. It was really late at night, and we were just like writing it. And remember, Joseph, line. you were 
you were giggling. You were just like, you should just say friend to Quentin every single time he says his name. <laughs> yeah, it, it's probably during the like the sandworm belly scene where he's like, oh, friend Quentin. Because <laughs> that sounds so overly dramatic. But, uh, I was watching um, I was watching Ultimate Avengers, the uh, the cartoon, and uh, Thor. There is always like, oh, friend Iron Man, let us go fight evildoers, or hey, friend Hulk, let's go <laughs> kick some butt. <laughs> stuff like kick that. some butt. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Root is great. No, Chris did a great job. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, it was fantastic. Okay, so back to the actual production. The SDFU was not going away, by the way. The SDFU is not going away, oh. no, but a lot of people probably really like him. Um, oh yeah, he wasn't just, in this episode. He's, so. Yeah, he's pretty much just stuck on you the can, ship. So. You can guarantee he's not going away. Oh yeah, like, the problem, the problem we have episode. now is come we have too many characters, and yeah. <laughs> we tried not to, but we end up having a lot of characters. So um, we're gonna have to do going, a, We're gonna kill them off. Kill half them off. We're gonna be we're selective when R. R. things Martin pop up. Well, like when when people pop up, and so like we just gotta, you just gotta realize that every episode is probably gonna be about two or three characters max, and the other ones might be like episode four has every single character in it. I don't know if you counted the uh, only not ones a, missing. Not a Nova. Yeah, nope, Nova's not, not Nova. in there, and yeah. neither is Chuck Darwin. Although he's kind of a minor. He's character. a he's a, he's, a, no, he, he's in there. He's, he does have a speaking. He role. was he was in the no he was in the script. He was in the script, but we didn't actually get him in. Nova's oh, not we, in there though. Yeah, Chuck I, Darwin I is the best character. I remember seeing yeah. him in the the, the stuff that he, happened. He, he, he is in episode four. I did throw him in, in, in yeah. the beginning. Yeah, okay. He's okay. cleaning the pool. Whatever, whatever. Yeah. All, right, all right, moving on. Um, so so Chris was going pretty um, steady with the animation, um, but like it happened so many times. Uh, real life reared his ugly head, and I don't know if not, not many people know this, but Chris works at Medieval Times, and all of a sudden, busy season. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you ever go to Medieval Times in the Chicagoland area, I'm the Dungeon Master. He's the Dungeon Master. and uh... He talks about ponies and stuff with little kids. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> Only so, sometimes. <laughs> so on top of that, he got a second job doing graphic artists. And, uh, for, uh, yeah. For a uh, Boss Larry. So he, <laughs> he calls so, him uh, Friend Quentin and Boss Larry. <laughs> yeah, so... um. Uh, the, no offense, Chris, but we were getting mad. Some, well, I'm not just, mad, I'm, but we were getting I'm irritated. Sorry. We were getting irritated. It's like there's no progress being made in this cartoon. No, I think the funniest, like me and Joseph were talking about it, we were kind of peeved. But like looking back, yeah, this was pretty funny. There was one <laughs> week where I like, got a hold of Chris and I was like, hey, Chris, it had been like two weeks since we talked. I was like, well, it's been like a couple weeks. What have you gotten done? And it was like, so I got the first seed. And you're like, oh, well, I've been playing Skyrim. Ha ha ha. <laughs> Skyrim's such a sweet, sweet mistress. And like, that was back. That was back in November. I was just like a turn to Joseph. That was like day. That was like like what month one of production? And I, yeah. And I turned to Joseph and I was like, uh oh. <laughs> but it's okay. I think the episode has really like with with everything that took. We're not mad at Chris at all. We, because yeah. in the end, he's the one who storyboarded the initial. Yeah, we have and that but, uh... makes up for everything. I think he could even do that in another episode, and we'd still be like. Well, you did make that worm scene, so yeah. good on you. Plus, chops, but at the time, like we, we were, like, we, we really wanted this to be at most every three months have an episode out. Yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, sorry about it, real it, life. Yeah, and and this <laughs> yeah. real life reared its head, and Mark has a lot of had a lot of free time because he has no life, and uh, it, Mark true. is just a busy bee, and uh, Chris is just a busy bee when it comes to that uh, stuff. Yeah. I'm I'm an extremely busy bee. 
So yeah, it, I mean, it was also a matter of I think trying to emulate my style and give it to Chris, who where my way of animating was different than he was, and trying sort of... and and Chris was I guess a little rusty with like doing full characters, especially in a, in a rather detailed thing. So that was a bad idea trying to do have his animation style done in my personal directing style. Well, and see another problem too is we didn't. There was a lot of things. I mean, a lot of things we learned with this episode as far as like managing groups and organizing like the workflow. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I mean, like for example, just moving into it, like you said, like Mark did this the uh, the animatic for the whole episode first. Like Chris had nothing to do with that. Mark was just like, oh, here's the episode, All right. and like there was even some places where like it wasn't really completely Mark's episode anyway. So there's some parts where he just like literally just wrote on the screen like this is an action sequence, and there's like a blank screen. So like, we didn't really have that great <laughs> of an action here. <laughs> yeah, so like um, so moving into it with just that was still pretty tough. Like I mean, we we did we talked a lot about how to like better do the storyboard stuff ahead of time so that if mm-hmm. someone else does have to animate, they can just do it shot for shot based on the storyboard. Yeah, so ahead. like we would get sh- things back from uh from Chris, and we're like. Yeah, you shouldn't really be like this. Yeah, like, what's going on? Yeah, I mean, like, there was just some weird weird scenes, you know, and so, like, uh, but, I mean, a lot of it was just because, like, when Mark does the animatic, he has it all be, in like, his head. Yeah, he has it all in his head, so yeah. it'll be, like, he knows that he wants to have a character on the left of the screen and a character on the right of the screen, so he'll just put them there, and it won't really be, like, in an angle or any kind of, you know, character, like, the camera yeah, position. It's because so it's I like, can't, it's because I can't draw, and then... And Chris Bow comes up later on and does the 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 animatic for the the storyboards for the uh, <coughs> excuse me for the for the sandworm stream and he can actually draw and you also learn storyboarding in school correct Chris yeah that's one yeah. of the things I went to uh, school yeah, see, we, for, was actual so, concept art and storyboard art yes yes yeah, so, we found that out at the end it was funny yeah so <laughs> we found that out actually we'll get there ironically <laughs> yeah ironically when he did gave me this when he did the storyboards and, I just, and we decided for me to do the the final scene um, it just fit together perfect like his storyboards painted exactly what i needed to know with the shot and then yeah. my my filmmaking studies my film studies were able to fill in all the gaps to to make sure it's all connected and uh between each shot that's really the synergy like we were trying to go for yeah. for the beginning here yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So, so what happened was the other way around what happened was about the time that we were hoping the episode would be out, we realized, you know, Chris isn't even a third done with this thing. <laughs> and, no, uh, not at all. God bless him. <laughs> and, um, he tries hard, but God bless him. It was, uh, it was Casey said, you know what, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll pitch in with <laughs> This was funny. I was just like, I'm going to jump in and I'm going to help out everybody. So you said, I'll, I'll do the elevator scenes, like yeah, the action the scenes. And we're like, okay. And so you start on that. And um, a little while later, it's like, you know what, I should... Like I, I'm actually started on the Lin, like the Lindsay short, I kind of dragging my knuckles with that a little bit. But I say, you know what? I should really work on episode three with uh, these guys. So I said, okay, I'll animate. We all jumped in the pool. I'll, I'll animate the final scene for you. Uh, I was so, still sitting over at episode four's pool waiting for like, where's all the water? Being the background. But, <laughs> yeah, like that means we, we, we couldn't get stuff from Mark. So I started animating the last scene. Uh, Casey started working on that. I finished the last scene. I said, okay, I'll do um. The lobby. So I did the the first scene. Yeah. For, uh, Casey was still doing the elevator scene. Um, <laughs> I said, okay, so I finished the elevator scene. Okay, I'll do the sandworm belly. Casey was still working on the elevator scene, and uh, <laughs> we learned that um, it's like we're, we're not pre we're not doing what we preach here. It's like Casey was uncomfortable doing 
character movements and stuff. He didn't feel confident in it. And so what was well, happening... Well, he, he thought he was, and then he realized after doing it that yeah, and then he kind of just admitted to himself. and was like, I, I'm just having I can't trouble. do this. Yeah, that was yeah. the thing. Well, I felt bad because I... When I draw the backgrounds and the art, it looks wonderful. And like I can even sit here and toot my own horn with most of that and be like, "Oh yeah, this planet looks ingenious," <laughs> you know. But like, uh, I go to like animate the elevator scene, and I was like, "Oh no, <laughs> this doesn't look <laughs> good at all." To be completely honest, what you were doing was fine. It was, it, was yeah. Yeah. it didn't live and, up uh, to my personal standards, so so like I kind of I fell into like a corpulent depression and became an alcoholic. And so what happened was happened, like, no, but, oh, that's me. You're real good at, at doing the kind of. Um, Unique shots like the elevator dropping down and all that. Yeah, like the 3D shot that I so, did in uh, there. That's you, know, you can just at. do that, and we can fill in the gaps. There really isn't much character movement in here, so we we can have Quentin turning around and talking. Like, like yeah. me or Mark can animate that real easily. Yeah, what so, it became. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. So once you did that, you, you work pretty steady, working like like when you had free time and stuff, because you have a lot of like job stuff too to do. Yeah, it it literally became that, and maybe this is the more professional way to do this stuff. And I'm I'm wondering if this is the way we should do it with episode like six and beyond. That's far out though, yeah. but like uh, like if for example we know that like I'm good with some of the more unique sort of shots, like the the ones that have a lot of depth in them in particular, because I'm really good at depth. So yeah. things like the 3D elevator drop stuff like that, like we could just like we could just leave that stuff blank right we have mark go through and animate the characters and be like okay he's gonna do this like we'd have well we'd have we'd have first probably like you know chris the storyboard it mark would animate the characters uh on top of the backgrounds that i draw then like joseph would go through and do something and then i'd go over the top of all of that and then like add in the special effects and the shimmer to it you know like we would literally just like layer upon layer build it up like, and like uh, i wonder if that's a better way to do it or not i'm not sure like, well, I learned... only time will tell i guess yeah. this is the the First thing I animated in a few years, so I was kind of like jumping in deep into the pool, kind of. Um, we all did. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I realized that after seeing Mark doing all the stuff in episode four and uh, the previous episodes, he's really good at camera shots and setting up things. So, like, when I was working on the Lindsay thing, I was kind of like, well, how would Mark do this? And my brain <laughs> couldn't wrap around it that much. And, like, I'm, I learned a lot since then. Yeah. Um, so what Mark ended up doing was, mm-hmm. for one of the scenes, saying, "You know what? I'll I'll set up the character angles, um, but I won't do any, any animation because yeah. the character animation and the facial stuff I'm pretty good at. So, mm-hmm. you know, so it just worked out. We did his camera angles. He set it up the way he thinks it should be done, and I and I'll go in and do the where um both about the same with like." with, like, face movements and all that stuff. So we, we just... I just filled in the gaps there. I think with you, yeah. with, with conceptualizing, like, where to put cameras, it's mostly that you're very used to the... your All your old cartoons were the kind of, like, sitcom-y, uh, uh, flat angle things. They, did, they had no need for the, the dynamic angles and things like that. So you're just used to the, the, the flatter positioning of everything. Yeah, or, and it's, it's, it's funny, yeah. too, because all of this comes down to what we initially made Toonworks to be. was that, like, you know, I'm a good background artist. Like, Joseph is really good with characters, and Mark's a good animator. And it was like, let's just combine all that. And this just takes it one step further. So, like, so next we had to learn, well, let's take it one step further. Let's say we're all animators. What are we the best at? Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, like, maybe that'll help get episodes done faster. I'm not really sure, but it well, definitely... We'll see when we actually episode... Like I said, episode six will probably be a joint venture again. Yeah, and, and we'll see, we'll see how we um, divvy up responsibilities. Like I don't know if Chris is going to be involved in that, but 
with actual animation stuff. But um, yeah, we'll we'll see how that works. Cause <clears throat> like if you if you tell me, okay, Joey, you're all, you're in charge of all the character talking, I'll be like, oh my god, that's <laughs> so like maybe like me and Mark can split it or something. So yeah. we'll see yeah, yeah. see about that. It all it all just like that. That's the thing, and it comes back to I don't think we ever published it, but we had like you know rules about making these things like you really need you need to know what you're good at and you need to know what you're making and it's mm. like this this it comes back down to that like i said we learned a lot about group organization and workflow and we when like you know when we got towards the end of this one we looked back on it and said like huh we really could have done this a lot better you know then <laughs> now the episode turned out fine I, i'm pretty sure i mean I, like i said i watched it recently and uh i enjoy it i think it's really good i just when we were making it though man it was hell it was just total hell going through this no, i think if you look at it side by side by episode two you'll notice a, a very different style of animation but i don't think a lot of people will notice it but it's, it's i think rather if you, subtle if you compare it to episode four i think you'll notice a big difference yeah, that's the I, one I, I'm doing by myself. Yeah, I don't want yes. to talk too much about episode four, but we keep coming back to it because it's like, a uh, really cool episode four episode. has a lot of Rutu in it, and the way Mark animates Rutu is like he like took what Chris did, but just kind of nailed it from a more uh, I added more cinematic easy. level. <laughs> yeah, Actually, I have to say he he took what I did with Rutu and just made it better. Yeah, it's icing on the cake. Well, I mean, Mark's like, kind like, of said, the the all around guy for for all of this, except he he. He's not as strong an actual artist as yeah. Uh, that's that's my weak point is doing and uh, and uh, Chris too. Like he's a really good like um, for really detailed and realistic stuff. Chris is really good at that. Yeah. So um, but oh, we uh, all have Chris our through the sandworm together. Some of the angles for the sandworm. Well, yeah. well, sort well, of. The, the sandworm was weird. Originally, we we drew the like Chris drew the sandworm and it was like this big T Rex looking thing. It was like a, was it was like, like a like, like it was a dragon snake. Yeah, yeah. So like, uh, and we we're all just like, what the heck? And like, um, I remember, like I remember, I remember, I had never, I didn't say anything about it because we like. You know, as you guys can kind of probably tell, we we were getting after Chris a lot, and I felt really bad. I was like, "Oh, we're like that bad boss," or like there were days where I felt like like the like the angry producer sitting up in the office, just like, "No, nope, it's not up. Can't, can't do that," you know, like with a cigar. Get me more pictures of Spider-Man, you know, whatever. <laughs> and like, uh, and like, and I felt bad, so I didn't want to say anything. I was just like, oh, "You know what? We'll just let him go with it. It's okay." And, but like after after a few weeks, especially after Chris started animating the last scene with like the sandworm chases, he did did like some of the preempt like the preliminary stuff for that and they're like no i have to do something about this and i was like chris i don't like the sandworm i'm redrawing it so like i went to work like <laughs> i had to like work overnight this this night so i took my like drawing tablet to work and i, I literally drew the sandworm by hand i drew like the tail like by the side the front the, the like a front isometric view and all that and i said okay this is what i think it should look like and, and you know joseph and us were like yeah i think this is a more alien looking you know with the, the three pronged teeth and everything you know and and chris is like okay chris is a real nice guy we just basically we, we just slap him around and he just takes it it's funny but like that's uh, me <laughs> so we're just like, we're just like, change everything oh chris you're such a tool <laughs> i am <laughs> well, it's your our tool and that's what counts well, we'll we explain you. it and you you know i don't i don't mean to sound like mean it's just <laughs> like you know we, 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 I was like, hey, Chris, I think you need to go back and completely erase everything you did and do it again. And well, you're like, yeah. okay. We, we, we yes. actually did that with like one or two things, like with the walk cycle and, and other things. And yeah. I felt so bad this doing that fun. because I know you, I know how hard, how much it sucks when you work on something that hard 
and it, or it takes that long to do, and it's like, ah, oh, I gotta redo yeah, it. This was it's like the height of my my Chris irritation. And again, Chris, <laughs> this is all in good fun. Yeah. But um, you 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 had the scene right before the mirage sequence, um, where Quentin walks down the hill. I guess now. I thought I, I was I was trying to do my best to animate him yeah. walking down a hill, like I like someone who so, actually walked yeah, down a hill. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the it's walking cycle. And then when I watched it, I just went, no, no, <laughs> no, no. It just wasn't wasn't up to standard. It's like the walk walk looked weird. He was jumping around too much. It was too like all this stuff. So I was like, (laughs) that's like literally just four hours on that walk cycle. I know, and I felt bad. I was like, when we were watching it the first time, dude, your strength is not walk cycles. (laughs) Yeah. When when you sent that scene to us, and we all watched it together, we're sitting in Skype with Joseph, and that was like literally his reaction. He's just like, oh, just like like, a walk cycle. Because I was seriously, again, Chris, I'm really not, I'm not really, I'm not trying to be mean to you, but I was really beginning to worry about this episode. I was like, this thing isn't getting done. Chris is a good animator, but he just does some things that I don't like. (laughs) And uh, let's be fair. Let's, Let's let's be fair here. We haven't talked about the food Matron short either. Maybe we did, but Mark did some stuff on that one that me and Joseph were just like totally pissed off about. If we want to be mean to everybody. So I think that was part of the reason why I I, uh, I jumped on the chance of animated more of it. But uh, um, but it was funny because just after that, we were, we were like, we were at like basically the point, like I said, crippling depression for me. I'm just like, oh, episode three is going to suck. And Joseph was like, I got to animate everything. And Chris is like, I'm going to go to work for Boss Larry today. And see everybody. <laughs> I'm making money. I'm making money. And then like... Um, <laughs> We're just like, what do we do? And then Chris, like, I was, I sat down and I thought, you know what? Because I was really holding on to the chase scene. I was like, you know what? I, I really want to do the storyboard for this and stuff because I, I'm afraid that like we've, you know, like like that somehow maybe the rest of the episode isn't quite as good as it could be. It's not up to standards, you know. Like I was really getting worried, so I was really holding on to that. And I remember like, I forget what what did it. I had like a revelation one day, and I sat down and I was like, oh, okay. Like, I, I can't do this. I can't just hold everything to myself and be like, you know, I'm just going to keep all this in. And like, uh, and I was like, all right, Chris, uh, you're free to do whatever creative thing you want to do with the Sandworm Chase. I'm giving it to you. And then like the next day, <laughs> he comes back with this storyboard. And I watched it, and I was like, holy shit, this is if, if you could have, well, If you could imagine that story at the end of it with the Hallelujah Chorus and like <laughs> light shining down from the sky, that's what it felt like. Well, like really? <laughs> It was, it, it was that good. I yeah, it seems really good, but um, like the so sometimes with you, Chris, like you have an idea and then you run with it, and sometimes it's to our detriment. <laughs> it's like you, you, you go off on wild tangents about characters and stuff. We're like, no, keep focused. But every once in a while, you get something like a cool action scene, and uh, your your brain goes in all the right directions, and we're like, yes, that's it. Yes. And yeah, uh, the action scene from what Mark has animated from the storyboard is probably going to be the highlight of the episode. Yeah, I mean, it's it's okay. really good. It, saved, it came in and saved the day. Um, and, and, I, and I watched and I was just like, it, it, like, like I said, yeah, like the angel chorus and everything. I was just like, what? What? Oh my god, this is going to work! And then like I was watching everything else and I was kind of like watching it side by side with other episodes and I was just like, you know what, this is actually a pretty good episode. The themes are really good and strong. The characters, the character arcs are really good. I think that part of it just comes down to that we've been working on it for seven months now yeah. and it's like we just can't, we couldn't yeah, see like, What happened with me was, is I was working on 
the very start of the cartoon and the end, and the two ending scenes of the cartoon for, uh, and then a little later, a little bit more <laughs> before that. But um, but so I, I missed the middle part. Yeah. And, and one random day we were on Skype talking, and I was like, oh, I should watch the middle part of this episode. And I was like, I forgot all of this existed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was really good. I mean, we were just so focused on all the things that were dragging it down yeah. that we didn't realize how much of it was really actually very good. And like. And, and it's it, it's interesting, and like I said, I think that might have happened because we've been working on it for so long now. It's been an interesting ride, this one. Well, like because I said, we were working on it for so long, but for three or four months, we um, it was all in Chris's hand, yeah. hands, and he just didn't His have hands. time to work on it. Yeah. His one I, I started, hand. I started it's, production on it during the slow season of Medieval Times, and then when yeah. the fast, like the busy season came up, where we have a show every day, like three shows a day, it was like, oh... Oh no! So like then the it, Boss Larry stuff. Then. Yeah, then I got to, uh, my second job with Boss Larry. Switched to Chris. Not really have time to work on it, but we were still thinking he would animate the rest of it. To yeah. to me, like very slowly going through scenes, I was getting used to Flash again. And then like, I finished one scene, and then okay, I'll start another one. Okay, I'll start another one. Okay, I'll redo one of Chris's scenes, <laughs> and it yeah, kind of turned into that. And actually, actually, with the um, with with the sandworm scene, when when after he did it, I was like, "That's amazing!" And and then you suggested like the next day, I was like, "Maybe maybe Mark should animate this just because uh, so we, we can get everything done in time because you were still, of course, still very busy." And my initial thought was like, "Yeah, I should I should probably do it. So I don't want to make it too. I don't want to do too much." Everything because, came full circle. I don't want yeah. the thing that I don't want like the styles to clash. At the same time, I was like, "Uh, I was like, oh, yeah, I but this scene is not a lot of character stuff." I was hoping I'd go through the episode without having to do anything. So, and then I start animating. I'm like, "This is amazing! I love animating this." Yeah, this episode comes from a great story. Of, I mean, like we we literally came out of this one learning lessons about each other and ourselves, and like Sharing you know, being feelings. and being better people, and just being <laughs> like, "Wow, we under we really understand better." It's funny because episode wonders one and two were pretty good. I mean, like, they did pretty well. Well, Wonders 2 got downvoted, but it did pretty well in the end. It did pretty good in the end. We, we, we've we come into contact with a lot of great voice actors and a lot of great people, and we have ideas for all the way up to episode 10 with Wonders. We're kind of saying that's going to be our first season, 1, one through 10. And, like, and it's, and it's like, we, but we didn't really quite realize kind of who we were as a team until we got to this point with Wonders episode 3. Well, it was just like, oh, enough, I kind of, we're like, writing for. Yeah, yeah. And we yeah. kind of realized, you know, wait a second. Toonworks means this. Like, we're, we're supposed to be playing to our strengths. We're supposed to be, you know, a teamwork. This isn't just, I'm going to write an episode, and we're going to draw a bit of it, and Mark's going to go animate it so that me and Joseph can sit on our little pile of ad revenue money and be like, ha, 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 well, animated series. You know what I mean? To like, my credit, I'm the one who suggested the animator get a bigger share. <laughs> No, I know, but I mean, like, that's just kind of how I always felt guilty. Yeah. I, know, I noticed you suggested like... that in the episode that you began to animate on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it was, it was when I was animating episode three, I kind of realized uh, animator, animation takes forever, and we should give Mark a, a bigger cut of this. Oh, oh, oh yeah, I'm okay with that, sure. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, you know, like, it's just, that's kind of how it felt to me originally, where I was just, like, I always felt kind of bad that really... Well, I we, were, we were collaborating on the writing side of it, and like and we don't care how it gets made, just Mark do your do your job. Yeah, yeah. And, and Mark. Well, did actually, really... actually, at the end of episode two, when you lost uh, the Flash trike and you you couldn't use Flash or whatever for the last thing, I had to work on some of my backgrounds. I'm like, dang, Casey can't even pull his own weight. We got to make backgrounds for him. 
Yeah, we were all really agitated with each other. But I mean, like that was that was the thing is like in this one it was just like it's like okay, you know what? Let's let's collaborate on the animation a bit more, and we began to realize just how deep this can go. And I think that that really that really helps. I think our our group cohesion as a whole. Like I think there's a lot more synergy with us now than there used to be. Um, yeah. We'll maybe we just, had, maybe we just had to fall on our face like for an episode. And we oh, were yeah, just we, like, we, oh. it's, a, it's all a learning curve, and uh, and obviously with Chris um, getting. Well, let's 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 think if Chris didn't have um, if he had a lot of free time, like what do you think we would have learned if Chris animated this entire episode? Probably nothing. Like, like do you we, think we would run into the same problems like episode five or whatever? Or? I think we would have hit these problems. So it's, it's kind of like we, a blessing in disguise that uh, we learned. Hey, we can work yeah. together a lot easier than we think. Um, well, and it's interesting because we probably would have hit this. It's a good thing, actually, in our favor that we hit this with, like, Chris and stuff. Because, I mean, we've talked a bit about how we're thinking about down the line maybe getting more animators and more artists and, and like, making a huge production out of this stuff if we want to make, like, movies and all that. Yeah, and I don't know if that'll ever happen, but it's kind of a cool idea. Let's go and into um, our future go ahead, go ahead. if you want. Sure, sure. So, like, Casey said, um, we are thinking about... Um, trying to get a another full-time animator to work on mostly shorts, but also help out during episodes when we can. And this is going to be a difficult process because we need someone who's committed to our stuff, who will be on time and real-life stuff pending won't get bored and quit. Yeah. And uh, so we're going to think about that for the future. Yeah. Um, we also... I think we're going to... Oh, what's that? Chris, Chris will be working on a, a, another thing that he's working on, not independently, but uh, separate from Wonder. Yeah, like uh, Chris yeah. He's really, he's really probably be doing a... Right, Chris? Uh, yep. Chris will probably be doing another Toonworks project for us, but it won't be Wonders related. It'll be kind of more of his own thing, but we'll all have a, a hand in it. Yes. It'll be kind of how Wonders is developed, I'm sure, but it'll be more... Because like, with Wonders, it's kind of like... It started out with like we'd sort of write it all together, and then Mark would animate it, whereas this one would be kind of the mirror side of that. We all kind of help come up with the whole thing, and you know, we write the script and all that, and then Mark, or, then Chris goes and animates it, and it's like a whole different universe. So, yeah. so yeah. we're branching off into other ideas. We're, we're making little tiny baby tune work cartoons. It's going to be a one-off cartoon, but we're always in arguments about what should happen after that. So it's yeah. going to be a bit more serious tone than uh, one of the episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, oh, yeah this is a, a lot of it. Well, let's not go too yeah. much into that, but we are planning a, a one-off cartoon to be um, animated by Chris. It's original. It's not based on anything. Yeah, it, it's completely original, not non wonders related or anything. Um, but uh, Mark's working on a, Mark's work, we'll, Mark will be working on episode four after this is wrapped up, and we'll be continuing work on episode continuing four. Continuing work, and uh, hopefully that's out in a couple months. Um, I'll uh, be after a little break and doing some uh, commission work. I'll probably um, start my uh, Lindsay short proper. I know one. <laughs> I'm going to convince Joseph to animate episode five, <laughs> all of it. Well, of course, like I'll be doing all the backgrounds and you know the art and stuff yeah. like that as well. But I'm also hoping as soon as episode three is done, like almost the day it's done, I want to start writing episode five. Like I said, we have planned what every episode will be likely, and up until episode ten, we, we've actually got episode ten planned out pretty decently more than the rest of them. So but this like, is a little bit inside baseball, but yeah, we're we're thinking. Um, eventually, we're going to get sick and tired of doing this, and it's going to take up years of our lives. So we need a stopping point. We think episode 10, um, if we're committed to that, then 
if we do that and never touch wonders again, like that that'll be us. Kind of, that'll be good for us. So uh, we might come back to it after that point. Not uh, saying yeah, not saying that's going to be it, but we're saying you know we can't do this forever. So yeah, I mean uh, like and of course too like the animation might go faster and faster just based on how we work or if we get more animators, you know stuff like that. Um, you never know. Uh, I was just going to say that, like, you know, we I, I need to start writing episode five because though we have everything planned, but it's not all written. So, like, I definitely want to start getting episode five written, you know, what we're going to do with it. It's like I, I have to say I do have to say that some of these episodes are going to be a lot of fun. Like, uh, like episodes one through three, we were really introducing a lot of characters and like kind of the universes takes place. And even even in episode three, a bit, we had a bit of fun an introduction with that one. story yeah. arc. Episode four and beyond, we're having so much fun with. Yeah, because like, we don't need to introduce, introduce characters. We can just go out all out in story. Yeah, I mean, and, like, um, if you can imagine, like, like I mean, originally it was like we wanted to take some of the zaniness you'd find on like Star Trek stuff, where it's like we're hopping between dimensions and stuff like that. And it's like that's kind of the stuff we're going for. Um, and episode four, it, it it launches that whole like kind of thing off really really well, I think. Um, Looking forward to writing episode five too, because I want to try to get a more condensed uh, writing style, so we can fit a lot of stuff in fewer <clears throat> yeah. minutes. Because I don't want it, I don't want it to turn into another sixteen-minute episode. You know. Yeah, we're hoping that five and six will be shorter, but we're not sure. Yeah. Uh, we'll we'll see about that. But I'm looking forward to it. Um, uh, people this... have a, a lot of people ask as soon as they watch the the Minecraft documentary um, if there's going to be a sequel, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> Because like it, it we just, have you know, we have ideas. We have an idea. I actually have yeah. no idea if one will get around to <laughs> we that. We have ideas, but I have no idea. <laughs> well, the <laughs> Minecraft cartoon is funny because like me and Mark were just like Minecraft. Like we like Minecraft, but like I don't really like doing parodies, mm-hmm. and Mark's kind of on the fence about it, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so like, uh, and then like I read the original script. I'm sure I said this, you know, in the last podcast we talked about the Minecraft cartoon, but I thought it was really boring. So I was just like, you know what, you guys go ahead and do this. I'm staying away from this project. <laughs> <laughs> but like they released it. And it did really, really, really good. And I was like, holy crap, there's a fan base for this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, my idea was like a really dark and sinister sequel. Like, like well, completely well, black. Like Let's not get into it. Dark but, um, sinister. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, we, we have ideas for Minecraft undocumentary sequel. Um, it's going to be a different type of movie than the original um it'll it'll have the same sort of vein if we do it though like it's yeah. the same it's the same kind of like should um, we tell them just just what the genre is or you know what why not the first one was a documentary so uh we, we were want, thinking we want the sequel to be like a like a found footage documentary yeah <laughs> so uh that'd be really interesting to do um i just don't know when we'll get around to doing we're it. mixing genres yeah we want to be like a, a found footage horror Horror film. <laughs> Minecraft, um, can you imagine? Oh, now I want to make that. Jeez. <laughs> but, yeah, we'll see about that. Um, we'll see what happens. If you give us good feedback, we'll, it'll tell us uh, which direction we want to go in. Send so, us a thousand dollars, and we'll make it. Yeah. No, no. Send us, send us four thousand dollars, and we'll make no, it. No, no. Send us forty-eight thousand dollars. This is Star- new counts. They don't have that kind of money. Star oh. Kickstarter for a 
for for Minecraft documentary too. <laughs> if you know what we we actually what was it? I was talking to Edwin. We're kind of rambling now, but like I was talking to Edwin about Kickstarter kinds of stuff. And he's like, maybe we'll see Wonders of the Universe on Kickstarter. And I was like, why would we ever see? Like we've been working for free up to this point. <laughs> We're doing a pretty good job. So I mean, like, why would we need Kickstarter to make Wonders of the Universe? And he was like, well, you could use it to like you know be able to pay your bills without having to go to work because I could work at a grocery store and it eats up so much of my time. That's a um, darn good idea. Yeah. yeah, and I was just like, oh, he's he's right. We could just take a we could take like a like a four week vacation and just do nothing but work on Flash. And, he's, and then he goes, yep. And you could uh, pay your voice actors. And I was like, oh damn, <laughs> he's right. <laughs> but uh, right. I, I, all that aside, I don't know if we would ever do such a thing. I mean, it's it's an interesting thought. But oh, well, that'll be more. We want to pay our voice actors. If you if want to, want to fund, make, like, like, a DVD or something like that. If you want to make, like, like, a full movie or something, yeah. That's in the future. You have to get us up to... to... Yeah, we're on episode three here, buddy. Yeah. Oh, well, okay, uh, I'm always thinking about the future, all right? I'm Mr. Uh, Production, man. Yeah, so that's our media plans. Um, we have, you know, like I said, one full episode in the works. We have another one that's about to start script writing. We have, a sh- we have two shorts. One is the Lindsay short. Um, and we have another short that Mark wants to do um, completely in video. So we want to test that out. Oh, yeah. Um, and we have the unrelated cartoon that Chris will be doing when he, uh, when he like, Coach during his off time when uh, stuff of the castle isn't too busy. Mm-hmm. And um, some of this it might be up by the end of the year. So. Yeah. We also might, depending on how episode three will do, or how episode three did, um, we might... <laughs> Decide to get a website or expand a little I more. Still, I would still like to get a me? website regardless, yeah. just because. I mean, right right now, I mean, like we make the point. You, people make the points like you don't need a website because you can just go to YouTube and, and see it there. But it would be really nice if we had a website where we just had them all in a list, you know? Because like when I, for example, if I want to go watch like, like Yogg's Cast episodes, uh, I have to go in there and I have to like scroll through all their stuff, and you know, it's it's just a mess. Um, I mean, like they have like, and to be honest, once I got once once I liked them, once I watched enough of their stuff, I just bookmarked their website, and that's all I ever look at. Yeah. So I still think, regardless of whether or not like we're doing everything on YouTube and Blip, we should probably get a website anyway, just for things like news and you know stuff like that. It's yeah. just more, I think it's just more professional, personally. Yeah. <clears throat> but that's going to be depending on how popular we get or are. We could be kings of the world by now. Could be. That's how good the Sandworm Chase was, right, everybody? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, um, again, I hope you, you guys enjoyed Episode 3. Um, thank you for being patient for the long wait. Yes, thanks for sticking with us. And, uh, Appreciate it. and I, I apologize for the delays. It, it's not really your fault, Chris. It's not your fault. It's, we it's were we were fault. blaming you. We, we had that big section in there where we were ranting on about how you just, <laughs> you messed everything up. But, I mean, like, really, like... I mean, what it, can you it, do it, if, you're, it, if you have two jobs? It's like, this is a hobby, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Not but included it, the housing situation. Yeah, it puts me like, yeah. three times. So yeah, three times. Yeah, but, I um, moved like yeah, I moved three times in a span of three months. Yeah. It's yeah. just it came down to that me and Joseph kind of had to suck it up and, and be like, okay, let's animate some of this. <laughs> let's do this. Yeah, get, you know, get off your lazy asses and do something. Me and Chris, the well, animator. It's it kind of my goal. Like I said, just like you know what, I'll animate the short. Um, I don't have the patience to animate a full length cartoon again, but. Um, Sucked it up. No Ark and Kerrigan? What? I don't know. We're going to go into that right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, you know, you can always give us ideas of things you want to see. You can always uh, subscribe to our Facebook page. Our Facebook is our most important thing right now, guys. It's yeah. facebook.com slash uh, tuneworks. 
and uh, that's where we post a lot of our news. Um, yeah. And we're trying to get we're trying to get circulation going with this series. Yes. So the best thing you can do is like our page there, and uh, like our news statuses when we when we post stuff, and send this link around to this cartoon. And uh, yeah, yeah. If you like, let's say maybe you don't want to put links all over the internet let us know where we can put links all over the internet because we'll do it we'll spray <laughs> yeah, this like, thing everywhere. you like this series but you like you guys gotta like our facebook page you gotta like our youtube videos um and you gotta tweet about it and it, it's kind of i don't i hate saying this stuff but uh you know we want we want to be popular and we can't be popular without you guys it's about yeah, it's, the art but it's like really, we want people to show the art off. It is. It is about the art because we want, want to bring this. Well, we want to bring this to everybody. I probably know. said that a little wrong, but but yeah, like we want to spread this thing around, and uh, and the only way to get that done is for people to like it. So people like you, and we know people it's we know like it's decent because everyone everyone tells us it's good. You know, like if I if I like it, it work for example, here's a good example. Like I said, we're rambling again. I don't know if we should end the podcast or not. But when I go to work, I tell my coworkers, "Hey, you should go check this out." They'll usually be very hesitant. They'll say like, oh, "I don't know if I like internet cartoons," and they'll go and look at it and they'll be like, "Whoa, this is actually really good." And I'll come back the next <laughs> day and be like, "Hey, that was way more than I was expecting." So like, I we know that it's decent. We just got to get it out there to people. And again, like I wasn't trying to like toot our own horns or anything, but uh, yep. <laughs> Facebook. Too late. Slash uh, Tuneworks. And uh, we're also on Twitter at the Tuneworks. The Tuneworks. And we might have a website soon. Yes. Uh, or maybe a Tumblr. Oh, yeah. Maybe an office. We'll figure it we'll out. All right. We'll figure it out. Yeah. So, um, thanks again, guys. Thanks, um, everyone here, for doing a great job in this episode, including you, Joseph. Thanks, Joseph. But um, I hate yep. that guy. Yeah. Yeah. So funny, it's big nose. <laughs> big nose. <laughs> I don't know. I was just saying something mean. My nose is kind of big. Hey, save it for Jerry Springer. Yeah. I'll get the chair okay. ready. Okay, so thanks everyone, and uh, we'll. Oh, um, we're probably gonna have a podcast pretty soon with the voice actors on. So uh, yeah, we were thinking of doing that too. And, so. and we're also going to um, probably have some Q and A. We're gonna post on the Facebook page for questions and we'll answer some fan questions because a fan involvement is really important it's so how you get popular you're right we want to be popular so <laughs> no we we, 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 no, we, we really want fans. to hear some from the fans and stuff and uh, get some inter- interaction going so uh, we love our fans even the ones that hate our stuff you know we reread all that we read everything you guys send us i wish you guys would send us more stuff i wish yeah, that we get more mail Send us lots of feedback, not necessarily not, not praise feedback. Well, you can praise us if you want. We're sounding but desperate, critical guys. Feedback. Now. We love that stuff. Hey, we we do. Yeah. And uh, okay, so thanks everyone, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.